I want to respect myself and give myself the care that I deserve at the end of the day. So it's different for each person, to put it simply, and you can always change it no matter what happens, depending on different life circumstances or where you're trying to go. You're listening to the Building a Coaching Culture podcast. If you need to compete and win in the 21st century labor market as an employer of choice, this podcast is for you. Each week, we share leadership development, coaching, and culture development insights from leading experts who are developing world-class cultures in their own organizations. And now, here's your host, J.R. Flatter. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. J.R. Flatter here, as always, with my two cohorts, Lucas and Rosalie, my millennial and Gen Z partners. So this session, we're going to focus on work, family, and self. One of those you hear a lot about, usually you hear about how people can't balance work, family, and self. So we're going to work on that a little bit. As always, just jump in here whenever you're ready. Before we jump into the work, family, self, the topic of this session, let's just take a minute to review technical, cognitive, and emotional alignment, which was in our last session. So that was the second pillar of the house of leadership, both of which courage, or standing on that foundation of courage. Principles right next to it, in many ways, what we call the keystone pillar, the one that we lay down first, acting as a keystone, holding the others up. And as always, the same assignments. Are you journaling? We strongly, strongly recommend, if you haven't journaled in your life before, you start journaling now. Are you having conversations with your significant others as you build this house of leadership and you're on this journey? Are you talking to them, making decisions together about your house of leadership, your principles? And even in a technical, cognitive, and emotional alignment, maybe one of you is more technically based, more cognitively based, more emotionally intelligence based in different functions of your house and your careers and your life together. It's very important. Then find a leader that you consider especially technically, cognitively, emotionally aligned and ask them, how do you do that? How did you get that to work for you? Emotionally intelligent when they need to be, technically focused when they need to be, cognitively focused when they need to be. How do they figure that out? Then your coach. If you do the program with us, we'll assign you a coach. We're just giving you a little taste here, wetting your appetite. And then also with regard to technical, cognitive, and emotional alignment, where are you right now? So measure where you are, how much time are you spending in each? And then ask yourself, where should I be to get where I want to go? And again, we'll help you clarify that when we go down this road together. Any thoughts before we move ahead? No, just how important those developmental assignments are to to having those conversations with yourself, significant others, and people that you believe represent those traits that you're wishing to work on yourself. And like we said in last episode, you might be working on these aspects of your life or hoping to be better. No one has it all figured out, but those conversations can be those stepping stones to helping you make those links together and continue to build your house of leadership. Yeah, it's hard to imagine how valuable they are unless you actually do them because they seem kind of superficial and not so valuable. But if you'll take the time to do them, you'll find incredibly valuable. So I am a courageous leader. We always do our affirmation. Therefore, I am work, family, self-balanced. You know, we talked about the principled pillar a couple sessions ago. But when you say things and you live your life in this way, 
work family self becomes a pillar. It becomes a principle. Do you do the things you say you need to do to be successful at work, successful in family, take care of yourself? Is that a principle that you subscribe to? This quote here from this week or this session comes from Robert Frost. We borrowed the sentiment as we named our leadership development vertical. Two Roads Leadership comes directly from this poem, which I think is just so important for leadership development, so important for building your house leadership. I shall be telling with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. I love it every time I read that poem. I don't think Frost is telling us one road is better than another. I think what Frost is telling us, choose one and then go, and it'll make all the difference. You stand there pontificating on which one's best, and if you go down one and continue to second-guess yourself, I don't think that's what Frost would want us to do. So work, family, self-balance, what do we mean when we say that? It certainly isn't a third, a third, and a third. That's not what we mean by balance. It's where is each of those at every particular point in your life along with your significant others who are on this journey with you in that time in your life. So might be a gigantic W, a little S, a little F. Could be a third and a third and a third. You never know. Uh, Could be a tiny little W. You're semi-retired and you got this gigantic S because you've ignored yourself for so long. No two people would be the same in any given situation. No two families or organizations could be the same at any given time. When I close my eyes and think about that stack of rocks where they're all different sizes, yet they're in different places in the stack to make it stand up, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Different size rocks, but they all come together and stay in balance. What do you think about when you think about work, family, self? I think about seeking the appropriate amount of balance that you'd like for this time of your life. And I know we talk about it because we're all from different generations. And so all of our word family self, I can imagine, looks different, right? So for me, I'm thinking I'm a young professional in my career. My W and my S are bigger, but I've also been in situations in my life where my W has been little to none and it's been family and self. Either way, for me, I think about the gratitude I feel to have have these three aspects in my life and how I want to give back to my company. I want to give back to my family. I want to respect myself and give myself the care that I deserve at the end of the day. So it's different for each person, to put it simply, and you can always change it no matter what happens, depending on different life circumstances or where you're trying to go next. How about you, Lucas? I know you're a new father and Well, not so new now, in a few years, but... Yeah, so my son Declan is three now, and there's kind of almost like a conscious, like, okay, work is important, self is important, but the family is so big because, you know, this little man depends on me 100%, and he's just, like, so much fun to be around and everything, so... That comes like automatically. And then the other two, it's like, okay, how do we balance those with such a big F, you know? Yeah. I mean, you say it comes automatically, but a lot of people struggle with being new parents and say, what? (laughs) There's a new set of requirements here. I mean this in the greatest uh, amount of respect, but I really saw this with Rosalie as you graduated college from 
collegiate intern to full-time employee. And we're just this gigantic W suddenly sitting there in front of you, this infinite W and, you know, getting your head around what that meant and making it finite. That was fun to watch, but I'm sure it wasn't fun for you. But at every point, new father, new career, we have to revisit this, but also day to day, because as we go through here and talk about each one individually, none of them should be absolute and none of them should be zero either. So I call this the gigantic W, the W, the work. Because for most of us, for most of our lives, we're going to have a pretty big W in our life. We could say, and, and it might be that F, family, is the most important. But I almost bet you're going to spend more time at work than you spend with family. Because you're sleeping, you're working, time with family, you're running, you're shopping, you're this ever-present W. And there's no way of getting around that if you want to achieve success, and however you measure that, it's probably going to center around your work. Very few of us can make our work with ourself, professional athletes, musicians, actors. Maybe they do that for self, and it makes them a very good living. But most of us are in professions, working long hours, because we have this vision, which we'll talk about in a couple of sessions. Well, next session, actually, that requires a big W. We have a family that's very important. It requires a lot of our time. And so it's there. We might balance it, but at what cost? Right? If it's unbalanced, your health would probably be a cost. If it's too small, you may suffer in your profession. You might not achieve the vision that you had for yourself. What do you all think about when you think of this big W? I think about my life right now and how the W is more informing of where I'm going to go. And that for me personally, I wanted to take up a lot of my life right now. I've found that post-college life, a lot of my friends have kind of just like dropped off the radar because everyone's just in that stage of life where you're going to nine to five and it's a transition, but it's really worth it once you get to a point where you can look back and you can start feeling more successful and feeling that you're making more of um, a contribution to your team in that sense. So for me, I just think about how big and important it is in my life at this time. I just think about, you know, the the different people that are involved with this. So, you know, with your family, you might have certain people that you might need to have a conversation with and say like, okay, um, I have these work responsibilities. And same with, you know, when you're trying to take care of yourself and you need to step away from your family briefly. And it goes back to those principles like, are you a kind of person that wants to be financially independent by a certain age? Then your W needs to be bigger. And so kind of letting those principles guide like the balance of these can be helpful, I think. Yeah, great insights from both of you. F, however you define family, if you want to have sustained success, and one of the things we talk about when we develop leaders is surviving beyond heroic effort. And we can all survive in the short term with heroic effort, a month, a quarter, a year, but sustained success across a lifetime. You better have a family in that life, however you might define it. And they want, need, and deserve your attention. So are you giving it to them? given the other responsibilities in your life, given that you're taking care of yourself, performing your work, fulfilling your mutual life vision. As you said, Lucas, this requires conversation and compromise. If this is our vision, 
and this is our work family self, can we get there from here? Is it one of our principles that we're going to accomplish our vision and balance our work family self? So they want, need, and deserve your attention while you're achieving the success that you've mutually agreed upon. What do y'all think about family? I think for this one, for some reason, like the feeling of guilt comes up sometimes because I feel like I've been in parts of my life where work is so important or I'm just trying to get by, like, you know, do some self-care every now and then. But I, if I'm being honest with myself, I think that there have been a lot of times in my life where I haven't appreciated my family as much as I should have or kind of word will come before other things. So I think try to give yourself grace with where F might be or how big F might be at some time. My family is very small for me right now. And I don't have a family literally of my own, but I have a family that I was born into that I want to get back to that you're right. They want, need, and deserve your attention too. So the people that I've coached before in talking about F, for some reason, there's a lot of guilt that comes up for perhaps mothers who are in the workplace and want to take care of their babies and be with them. I just think about that part of things and how people should be giving themselves a little bit more grace with Mm. this aspect of it. That makes sense. Yeah, I love that. There's this huge culture of independence and, you know, in the States. So, and especially compared to talking to my wife from Colombia, there's so much like, okay, go out and do it on your own. But um, if you talk about that 30 year plan, who are those people that are going to be there for 30 years? And mm-hmm. so if it's your chosen family or your biological family, like those people are going to be affected long term by your decision. So I think that's what makes it really important. It's that you can't really achieve anything without, you know, some support from others. So I think families are a really good place to start there. And back to the topic of you know, agreeing and then going and doing, then wondering, right? You, parenting is what grab this experiment of life. Hands down, it's a 20 or 30 or 40 year experiment, which you still don't know how it's going to turn out. But you do what you think is right at any given point. And so here I am with four raised children and now 10 grandbabies running around. We could have done a lot more camping. We could have done a lot more hiking. We could have done a lot more fishing, but we didn't. And you say, how would things have turned out? You don't know, but seems to be working all right. So yeah, there is that, always that question, is it the right balance? Am I giving the family enough? And then finally, self, I call it the essential self. Because if you kill the golden goose, Work and family don't get done. And so take care of the goose. Taking care of self is not selfish. I got up at 4.15 this morning to exercise because I had an early morning meeting. And I got to get up and go run. I didn't have to get up and go run. I purposely gifted myself that exercise. And in turn, it's going to contribute back to family. It's going to contribute back to self or to work. As I come refreshed, enjoyed the time out in the forest. I ran up to the top of the quarry, Lucas, you know where that is. So yeah, it's the essential self. Have you gotten past heroic effort? One of the proudest accomplishments I have for the last 21 years of my life. I've never postponed or canceled a vacation ever. And I've been a business owner for 21 years. Now COVID canceled a couple of them, but I've never canceled one. Luca, what do you think about when you think about self? It's the one that can most easily fall by the wayside because with family, you have people relying on you with work. There's people, you know, reminding you 
that you have to show up and do a good job. So <laughs> with self, a lot of times people will say like, oh, I don't have time for that or, you know, mm-hmm. but it will affect, especially if you think long term, like if you're not taking care of yourself and physically, emotionally, mentally, the problems that are going to show up later. And it's like a metaphor for that, like trying to help someone while you're injured or you have a limp or, you know, you have something that's wrong with your body. You need to take care of that so that you can go physically help others. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And it reminds me of a quote that I heard one time from one of my friends. I don't know exactly where it's from, but like the longest and most important relationship in life is with yourself. Like at the end of the day, you have you. The mountain is you. And that book is amazing. It talks a lot about the personal, either the self-limiting prophecies and things of that nature. It is so important to take care of you. Otherwise, I don't think there'd be a way that you could contribute back to your family or back to your work, right? So I think it's an essential part. But that being said, like Lucas was kind of mentioning earlier, there is a lot of like, I don't need anyone kind of culture and a lot of younger generations right now. And they get a lot of stuff done. But when you get to the finish line, you're not going to feel that success because no one's going to be around you. So I think like with everything, like we're saying, this is a balance and it's not going to be perfect, but one doesn't exist without the other. Yeah. Thank you both. All right. Assignments remain the same. Journal this week, thinking about work, family, self. How important is each one to you? Are you important to yourself? Is your work important? Is your family important? Talk to a leader that you consider especially balanced. Somebody who just seems to be able to do it all. Fish run, read, swim, work. How are you doing that? Talk to your significant other. This is really important for the significant other. And then you're finally your coach. So just like TCE last time, I want you to take a look at your work family self. Where are you? What are you doing? Percentage-wise work, percentage-wise family, percentage-wise self. Not that there's a right or wrong, but at least we want you to know where you are. And then maybe ask you, where do you need to change? All right. Thanks for being here. And we'll see you in the next session. Well, that concludes this episode of Building a Coaching Culture. I truly hope that this episode was helpful to you. If it was, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Maybe stop and give us a rating or review and share this podcast with someone who might find it helpful as well. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.